0: Hi, and welcome to Filmmaker's Compass Podcast, a show where we talk about movies and well, more movies. I'm D-Man, joined by CP, and I hope everybody's having a great holiday season this year. If you guys can't tell because you're listening or you're just not paying attention, CP, did you notice my background? I did.
1: It doesn't look like your old background. I'm
0: not in South Carolina. I have actually officially moved. So I'm in a new townhouse, two-bedroom, Decent size, square footage and very excited to be here. Bittersweet, leaving my old place and our roommates, Andres and Nancy. So a big shout out to those guys. Uh, we had a great three years and survived a pandemic together. So I'll miss you guys. But I am excited. Change can be exciting and can be fun. And here I am in my, uh, in my new place. I'm not going to give everybody a video tour because I'm sure there's a bunch of people listening, only listening. Right now you could just see a window, but it is new. how are you doing today
1: i'm good man i hope you had a good christmas i had a great christmas very excited that it's almost new year's
0: i know i can't believe christmas is already over man it always goes so fast and this year specifically for me, just with the move and being in South Carolina and all this stuff, I'm like, man, Christmas really flew by. And I already can't wait until it returns next year. Because Now,
1: correct me if I'm wrong. You did end up getting a tree, just not I... till the 23rd?
0: Yes, that is true. I did get a tree up at <laughs> my new place. Here's the thing. I never thought this day would come to pass. But one of my friends, I don't want to go so far as to say he's a Grinch, but he doesn't have nearly as much holiday spirit as I do or you do. And that is Matt Hellison. He Got his Christmas tree up this year before me, which is absolutely crazy. That's something I never thought would happen. Wow. He beat me, man. <laughs> wow. I should have come down. I should have come down to your house and just enjoyed. You always have the best decorations and just enjoyed your holiday spirit.
1: I mean, who would have ever thought the day that Bat Helson would love Christmas more than
0: you? I know. It's true. It's sad for me. On that note, like you said, I hope everybody had a great Christmas. I did too, CP. So I was able to, for three straight nights, I got to go a party with my friends and, and celebrate with family. So it was great.
1: Good stuff, man. I'm really excited to hear it.
0: I want to jump into shout outs real quick before we get started. First up on our shout-outs, I just want to give a big one to Santa Claus. Great work this year. Seems like everybody got their presents delivered. And, I certainly uh, got everything I wanted. So here in America, he had to he had to deliver those presents when apparently there's like an Arctic storm coming across majority of the country. So True. probably a little cool-up there in the sled. And I'm glad hopefully all the reindeer made it. No one no one froze. And on that note, to my in-laws and family for hosting. amazing Christmas this year. Thank you. Big shout out to you guys. It's a lot of fun. And everyone who sent me gifts for Christmas, you know, this is my platform. I would like to thank you all. It was great. And I really appreciate it. I also have to give a big shout out to my godson and his brother for helping us move. It ended up being more stuff than I thought. And I greatly appreciate the extra bodies because literally it makes a massive difference (laughs) when you're moving very true very true thank you guys finally i just want to give a big shout out to all of our listeners in 2022 thank you so much for tuning into the show we try to have as much fun as we can and we're we're just so happy that everybody gives us you know about an hour every week and tunes in so thank you so much and i know cp and i are looking forward to a uh, great 2023 cp do you have any uh shout outs on this episode
1: First of all, we got to give a shout out to Brad, who said he's psyched that we're going to check out his movie and and give him a review.
0: Yes. Awesome. So
1: Brad, thank you for reaching out. If you guys don't know who Brad is, he's actually on one of the very early episodes of the podcast. He's actually an actor from our hometown that we ended up running into. Downtown LA, we were both in the wrong place at the wrong time and we started chatting and... (laughs) Yeah, we're like, how are three Notre Dame fans from South Bend all in this building right now? But it worked out. Also want to give a shout out to Ivor who made some great notes about his thoughts on the Snyderverse and the future of DC and the fact that the Snyderverse is too long, which he does have a very valid point. Zack Snyder makes movies way too long. Thank you, man. And I actually really wish you were on the podcast last week to uh, you know share your thoughts on where DC's going because I know you're a fan too.
0: Well, here's the thing. I think CP in 2023, we're finally going to do the episode around the Snyderverse where we're actually going to take a look at how this was constructed what the themes were what worked and what didn't and who knows Ivor, if you're open to coming on the show we would love to have an in-depth discussion on how this all unfolded and then now the future of DC obviously I think the Snyderverse is over CP I think it's over
1: that brings me to my last shout out which is James Gunn and just do us all a favor (laughs) and just resign quit whatever we would really appreciate it thanks man
0: <laughs> okay yeah I guess we'll have to continue that conversation because it seems like you still have very strong feelings about it so we'll, we'll circle back around to uh, James Gunn and the DCEU in future episodes actually for this episode we're kind of excited because this is our final podcast of 2022 what we really wanted to do on this episode is take a look back a year in review and see you know hey what were some of the top movies this year what were some of the unexpected gems what were some of the letdowns and obviously CP, you and I, even between us, can't see every movie that came out in 2022. So when we are doing our lists, just keep in mind that these are the movies that we saw. There is actually, one of our lists is movies from 2022 I still want to see. So obviously (laughs) we couldn't get to all of them. So I assume to all of our listeners, if there's any of these topics that you would like to send your list for with movies that maybe you saw and we didn't see, we would greatly appreciate that and then probably discuss those a little bit the shout outs next week but just keep that in mind my favorite movie of 2022 you know hey maybe if i had seen avatar when i did this list it might be number one but i haven't seen it yet totally true i don't know keep that in mind. But we do want to have a little fun. And then at the end, we'll take a look at 2023 and what's coming up on the slate of movies and what we're looking forward to most. CP, I'll throw it over to you. Whichever topics you want to start with, we'll go ahead and and kick it off. Let's start with trailers.
1: I mean, we're seeing great trailers now for movies that are coming out next year. What were the trailers that came out? for movies last year that just had you pumped and you were so excited to see them?
0: It's interesting because I think, right, trailers are unique. I think the, oh, here's the Star Wars reference. I think uh, the trailers for The Force Awakens and even really all of the Disney movies were actually incredible. Yeah, The movies themselves didn't necessarily live up to those trailers, but trailers can be fun in their own right. Thinking back to when those dropped, I think there was a trailer for The Batman this year that dropped. I think early this year because they had pushed the release date, correct? Yeah. I was really pumped for that. You know, uh, top trailers. I think one that was really intriguing and I was fascinated was the trailer for Nope, which kind of had a sci-fi western vibe you know alien spacecrafts invading you know a you're, very you're talking the place. first
1: trailer right the first one that dropped that was very ambiguous yeah. about the plot and everything yeah. yeah that was an awesome it was trailer.
0: it was a really cool trailer it definitely i mean the thing that threw me was the title of the movie nope I don't know how I feel about that title. That was kind of weird because I was like, that does not suggest to me anything about what this movie's about. Other than like, obviously I can imagine it's just somebody, right? Seeing a spacecraft in the desert and being like, nope, I'm out of here. <laughs> but that was, that was the only thing. But otherwise I thought the trailer was, yeah, really well put together. It was intriguing. It definitely got me interested in, hey, what's this movie going to be about? I think that's the goal of any trailer. That's the goal of a trailer. <laughs> Number two, again, for a movie that I am going to see, but haven't seen yet is Avatar The Way of Water. I enjoyed that trailer as well. As a fan, you know, I think a lot of people do kind of take exception with Avatar as it is the highest grossing movie of all time. And yet I feel like people diss it for just being like Dances with Wolves or Pocahontas on another planet. And I actually really enjoyed the first one. So seeing what they were trying to do with the underwater scenes and what the trailer, the thing is, I'm seeing Avatar in 3D. So when I saw this trailer, it's eliciting, I'm I'm getting my imaginations running wild with how this will look in IMAX on 3D. That's what that trailer did for me. I was like really pumped because I was like, okay, I can imagine this is going to look stunning. And from what I've heard, Avatar is definitely an experience that should be had in the theater. So I'm going for sure. Fair
1: enough. And
0: number one, this is maybe a little controversial, but Thor Love and Thunder. I actually really enjoyed, I think, the first full trailer drop. I was really excited for that movie. I loved Thor Ragnarok. The entire cast and the director were all coming back. and felt like we were going to yeah. get round two. I was really pumped for that movie. I actually... Didn't hate it the way I think it gets trashed on online.
1: What's going on over the last three weeks? There's been so much hate for Taika Watiki and Thor Love and Funder.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why everybody's ragging on it to that degree. I do think it, it was not as good as... Thor Ragnarok, or even to that end, uh, many other Marvel movies. But I also found it, obviously, there were a lot of laughs. I found it to be fast-paced and enjoyable. It was uh, definitely one that had a few great moments in it. And obviously, we're not going to bust into Thor because we're talking trailers here, but it definitely had kind of an off- kind of sense of humor where sometimes i think some of the jokes were ill-placed but i thought the trailer was great i was really excited for gore the god butcher christian bale's performance in that regard which i thought he lived up to he did a great job i mean maybe i would have liked to have seen him butcher more gods
1: that would have been nice right
0: yeah generally speaking that definitely was probably the movie i was looking forward to the most and the trailer i thought it was
1: great noted okay okay i can dig it for me The first trailer that I was really excited about, and I actually didn't see it it released that many times, was the trailer for the movie The Cursed. Did you see this?
0: I did not see the movie. Okay,
1: so it's a horror film set in like the mid-1800s. It's very ambiguous as to what is haunting this village, but I saw the trailer and I was like... I'm very intrigued by this. Unfortunately, once I saw the movie, the movie was not as exciting as the trailer made it seem to be. It didn't have that level of... It didn't deliver on the the creepiness and the chills and the, you know, everything that you want from a horror movie. But I I remember watching the trailer and thinking, that looks like someone knows what they're doing. Yeah, I love a good trailer. The second one, total genre shift, The Lost City. This is the Sandra Bullock rom-com where she is a romance writer trapped in the jungle with Taddean Chatham and Brad Pitt and um, Harry Potter plays the villain.
0: So what draws you to that?
1: First of all, it was a hilarious trailer. Second of all... (laughs) As you know, I love Sandra Bullock movies, and I've seen all of them, so of course I was going to see it, but I was like, it looks entertaining, it looks comedic. I did see the movie in the theater. It was not as funny as the trailer made it seem. I remember watching that trailer and it had plenty of laughs in it. And then number one, I don't know if you saw this trailer, it's the unbearable weight of massive talent.
0: Oh, I haven't even seen the trailer. Oh my
1: gosh, it's amazing. So the premise of this movie is nicholas cage <laughs> plays nicholas cage he is hired by this european billionaire to come to to his his mansion because he's a big nicholas cage fan and they're going to write a nicholas cage movie together and it turns out that they end up getting involved with the mafia who's trying to kill oh, them wow. the trailer is brilliant and i will tell you the movie does not disappoint I gotta it the, the hat in Nicolas Cage for that one.
0: I do think trailers, you can do some really fun things and be a little bit out of the box. Like, I don't know, did you see the trailer for the Barbie movie that's coming out in 2023? Yes, I did. How they kind of play on uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey with like the barbie iconography yeah i thought that was neat like was that was them clever. having some fun with a trailer that like i when you're making a barbie movie i never would have expected it to tie into 2001 a space odyssey like you never. know
1: another trailer that i really loved too was the batman's trailer it was different than what we'd seen out of previous batman movies and and the trailer kind of really established the tone of the film which i thought was super powerful because in a, as an audience we went into it knowing that this wasn't going to be like any of the batman movies that we've seen so far they put nirvana in it
0: for sure i think honestly i think one of my favorite trailers of all time was for revenge of the sith another star wars drop there <laughs> <laughs> that trailer is amazing and that movie was amazing i loved it yeah next topic let's see what, what do we got next
1: what did you think were the best films of 2022
0: i'll start off number three this is going to be a controversial controversial pick because I doubt this would make most people's list but it is a Christmas movie and I actually really did enjoy it it's called spirited with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds on Apple TV plus so this to my knowledge I do not believe this release in theaters it was a streaming movie release I actually thought it had a few really good songs in it I thought it was fun parts of it were funny and it just I don't know it got me in the mood for the holidays it's kind of a you know a new take on like scrooge okay i i did not see it is it worth checking out i don't know if you would like it and i would only add it to your list of movies to watch when the holiday season rolls back around is it going to make your list of movies that you watch every year i'll watch it again yeah okay i actually enjoyed it yeah i thought it was pretty cool now will ferrell man he's been in quite a few christmas movies he's in spirited elf daddy's home 2. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm like, hey, he's been in a lot. Number two, you actually just mentioned this movie, uh, my second favorite movie of the year was The Batman. I actually thought it was a great new take. You know, it does have vibes that kind of work with the Nolan films, but ultimately they really kind of gave Batman a different direction. Obviously, I think the Riddler in this movie, I thought it was great. I thought he did an excellent job. I liked Mm -hmm. the Riddler as the villain. It does have a little bit of like Joker vibes. I kind of get that. And I did think the movie had, I think we talked about this before, it had an opportunity to maybe be a little bit more you know with the riddles it could have done maybe a little bit more but on the flip side i really enjoyed the film i thought the action was great i loved the portrayal of the penguin and gotham in particular i thought gotham city was really the gotham city that we envisioned from the comics this kind of yeah. dingy grimy crime riddled kind of a scary place because especially in the dark night which i believe was filmed in chicago nolan's taken that movie on gotham Felt very much, honestly, like a regular city. You yeah. Know? I know in Batman Begins, they had a, what's that area? Like the docks or, or whatever.
1: The Narrows. The Narrows,
0: yeah. Where they kind of like, that's like his, like, that's where all that is. But in The Batman, they they really made Gotham the city that I just always kind of envisioned it. I love Tim Burton's Gotham City, but it's very gothic, but awesome.
1: Nice. So okay. I love that take.
0: Number one, I think we've talked about this as well on this show, but my favorite movie of 2022 was Top Gun Maverick. <laughs>
1: What can you really say to complain about Top Gun Maverick? Smashed in the box office. I think it has like a 99% audience approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean,
0: it just was a movie. I went to the theater and I had seen the trailer. It didn't make my uh, top trailers list. I knew the aerial cinematography was going to be great, but I was not really all that pumped for Top Gun Maverick. It was kind of like, yeah, I'm going to go see it if people want to go. And I ended up coming out of the theater just blown away. Obviously, here's another Star Wars reference. I mean, I know the final mission uh, mirrors the Death Star Trench run in the original Star Wars, which, God, if you're going to copy anything, copy the best. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right? Everybody was like, oh, they just like did Star Wars. I was like, yeah. And it was awesome. I still love the Death Star Trench run. But more than that, I think what they really did was deliver a film that if you're a fan of the original, it was absolutely outstanding. And in a lot of ways, I would argue that Top Gun Maverick might even be superior to Top Gun. The only difference is I think Top Gun has... A lot of iconic moments that have lived on in pop culture. So I think that movie still kind of supersedes. Yeah, this movie, the action was incredible. It was literally edge of your seat when they're on the mission. You're like, this is insane. And it's a movie that was also totally worthy of seeing the theaters. I think it's way better on the big screen. If you ever, you know, get a chance, if they do a re-release because they might. It was so popular. They I might. hope they do. You know, who knows? Uh, it, it might be a movie that, you know, plays. They re-release in the theaters around like 4th of July or something. I could see it coming back because it did so well. If you get a chance, I would go see it in the theater. They have all the iconic music. Apparently Tom Cruise doesn't age. Just It just totally a- rewards fans and then delivers an experience that, was awesome. So that was my be- that's my
1: favorite. Okay, I mean, listen, that's a that's a great favorite for my list of the best film. Number three is actually the film Bullet Train. Oh, Brad uh, Pitt. Yeah, with Brad Pitt. It's directed by David Leitch, who also did John Wick movies. Well, the first John I Wick.
0: absolutely was about to say, I was like, it looks like John Wick on the train.
1: I remember watching the trailer and thinking. There's no way this is going to be good. Going to the theater reluctantly to watch it, and I was totally blown away. There's great action sequences. It had a quirky sense of humor. I totally enjoyed it. It was one of those movies that I walked out of thinking, wow, this is everything that I wanted in a movie to be.
0: It's very colorful. And I don't know what it is about that. I mean, maybe it's just uh, psychology or something, but that's very pleasing to me. I love, like, the end credits scene of, like, Thor Ragnarok. It just has, like, those neon colors and has different backgrounds. I'm like, with silhouettes. And even this movie, it just has, I don't know, that feel. I'm like, I don't know why. I just love that.
1: Just a fun movie. I think it's kind of hard to find a bad movie with Brad Pitt. Normally he delivers on the entertainment factor. Did it once again in a role different than he typically does because he's not known for his action stunts. Number two for me, I'm going to go with Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which if you recall, there was actually an episode of this podcast where we talked about Sonic versus Sonic 2. I mean, dude, I love the Sonic movies. What can I say? And even better, I I thought it was a very good sequel where they introduced more characters that I love. They went super Sonic. And it was was very in line with the spirit of the first one, which I thought was just a fun, entertaining movie. Those movies, uh, they're not going to really
0: win awards but they're fun. They're just fun movies.
1: Both the movies I listed, I saw multiple times in the theater. And the third one is the same as you. You know, the best movie of the year was hands down Top Gun Maverick. I think I told you, I ended up seeing it eight times. It's everything that you want in a movie to be. There's the action, the adventure, the drama. You know, we get to see this guy Maverick pull it off one more time. I mean, it's why we watch movies. And gosh, man, Jerry Brockheimer just knows how to do it. He's done it so many times and he does it again And Tom Cruise, again, proves that he is the biggest movie star in the world for a
0: reason. I even loved, because the movie's coming out so much later than the original, and Tom Cruise is getting up there, you know, in age, they actually were able to pull off, will Maverick live or die? As far as stakes go, they had enough there that we, I mean, I thought he might die. Because like, if this was Top Gun Maverick that came out in like 1989, we'd all go into it and be like, I mean, he's not going to die. Yeah. You know, it's like James Bond, which I know. Yeah. But yeah. Of <laughs> oh, my God. Like anybody up here could die. That's what makes a great movie. What do we got for our next topic? Here?
1: Next thing. What were the unexpected gems? What movies did you see and you did not think that they were going to go there, but they did?
0: Let's see. I think the number three, we kind of talked about this we talked about it like two weeks ago a christmas story christmas oh okay i did not think that movie would end up being anywhere i think the way i described it to people who asked me how it was i was like it was way better than i thought it had any business being i thought it worked on many levels i will definitely add it to my list of christmas movies i watch every year i thought it worked obviously you guys know i love christmas and love christmas movies so i've had two of them on my list already (laughs) number two for me and this is awesome If you get a chance to see it, I totally recommend it. Pinocchio.
1: The Disney one?
0: No, Guillermo del Toro.
1: Oh, the one that just like came out like two weeks ago.
0: Yeah. The animation is off the charts. It's a different take on Pinocchio. I absolutely like it more than the Disney live action one, which really honestly was just like, they just like remade the animated one. And I'm not even going to lie. Like parts of it, I was like, Pinocchio as animated in the live action, he looks like identical. It looks like they're doing like Roger Rabbit.
1: No, they just threw Tom Hanks in.
0: This movie, yeah, I totally recommend it. And whoever did the animation, two thumbs up from Demon Man because it was so cool. Really appreciated it. I thought it was visually stunning and it totally looks... He always has these kind of like crazy worlds. I think he did like, what was it, Pan's Labyrinth or I don't know, a couple different movies. But, you know, it has that type of vibe, right? Yeah. I would check it out. Totally recommend it. I thought that was unexpected because I would have assumed when the year started that it would have been the Disney one. that I would have I thought so too. I mean... And number one, CP, you're going to have to uh, bear with me on this, and I think you will appreciate this, but I have to give number one to a short film called Help Wanted, an mm, unexpected no, gem from 2022. One of our good of friends, Connor Geary, filmed a short film and submitted it to the Collaboration Film Festival. He actually won an award, so congratulations, man. It was a lot of fun to see your film. I'm, as your friend, I'm just really proud of you, and I thought it was great. How about What that? did you think, CP? Um, no comment.
1: No, I'm joking. I mean, I mean, it was cool that he made the movie. Maybe we'll post a link to it. You kind of like missed the question because it was like, what were the unexpected gems talking about, you know, widely released films? But hey, I'm glad that you care more about your friends than you do about your audience. So that's fine. It was an
0: unexpected gem. Well done, Connor.
1: (laughs) All right, fine. Just for that reason, I will add an honorable mention to my list. So okay. the people know what the unexpected gems are. So the first one I'm going to go with. I don't know if you saw this or not. The Northman. No, Robert I didn't see it.
0: Although I figures. thought
1: it Yeah, it really had Honoré Joy, Alexander Skarsgård, a Viking movie with a yeah, twist to it. I mean, if you've seen any other Robert Eggers films, like he's a really talented filmmaker. I expected it to be good. I don't think I expected it to be as as good as it was when I saw it because I was like, wow, this is just. He does this really cool... He walks this very interesting line between real versus mythology. And I think that it's really fun when filmmakers can get that and do it successfully. And he does it in the film. Obviously, Skarsgård makes an awesome Viking. I know as an actor, he said for a long time he wanted to be a part of a Viking film. It doesn't disappoint. It's got an amazing cast, an interesting film. So if Vikings are your jam, you should totally check it out.
0: I mean, I'll probably actually watch it now.
1: Is it streaming anywhere? Do you know? I don't know I'll find out because I haven't I haven't se- I only saw it in the theaters I haven't seen it since so so number three on my list is actually the film Cyrano oh yeah yeah, yeah. with uh Peter Dinklage Peter, Peter Peter Dinklage yeah obviously I love the book I was curious to see how this ad- adaptation was going to hold up this apparently was actually not uh, adapted from the book this movie was adapted from the stage play oh, okay. which had been adapted from the book and it has to do with instead of Cyrano's having a big nose it's Cyrano is, is a short guy and that's where the discrimination and everything comes from I thought it was actually a really well-made movie I will warn you it is a musical technically if you're not cool with musicals you probably won't appreciate it but I went into it and I thought it was really enjoyable and I thought it was a, a really well-made film number two this was actually streaming only on Amazon Prime and it's 13 lives it's the movie directed by Ron Howard about yeah. the the attempts to rescue the hikers that were stranded in the cave when the flooding happened in thailand
0: oh okay yeah yeah,
1: yeah. blown away really well made movie i didn't know how you could make a movie like that and and just have so much so much story and emotion and everything and i was totally captivated seeing it threw it on because i was scrolling through prime one day and i was like well i got nothing else to do and ended up really really liking it ron howard i guess doesn't disappoint yeah he usually does good stuff and number one, I have talked about this movie multiple times on this podcast. I am going to go with Black Adam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, knew that was good. Cool. I did not think it would be a good film. I did not like the trailer for it. I went to see it in the theater very reluctant, just knowing that I had to because it was the DC film. It had The Rock. And I walked out of it totally enjoying it.
0: Yeah, it's weird because that's another movie kind of like uh, Thor Love and Thunder where there's some sort of disconnect between the critics and the fans. I feel like a lot of the fans, a lot of the people who went to the movie left and were they were like, hey, it was, it was good. Like, I liked it. Oh, yeah. Again,
1: the critics trashed it. Audiences seem
0: like they've liked it. Well, Black Adam, I know, is actually streaming on, I believe it's HBO Max now. So that's I'm, that's on my list to watch just now that all the... Dropped. I've literally just watched Christmas movies for like an entire... <laughs> month. I got to go see Avatar. Uh, there's a lot. I'm very excited. Yeah. And I, I have get a chance to, to get
1: them. something that doesn't involve holiday movies.
0: Like I said, I did watch a couple new holiday movies this year and was pleasantly surprised. They were really good. I enjoyed... A couple of them. Yeah, I really have just been watching the same movies that I watch every year.
1: (laughs) guess that's not a surprise. All right. So what did you find were the biggest disappointments? What movies did not deliver for you?
0: So really, I'm just going to go with an overall topic on this one, not a list. And I'm just going to go with Marvel. So the reasoning for that is I think the Infinity Saga reached such highs on what the MCU can be and really a culmination of 10 years worth of storytelling. So it's only inevitable that I feel like we are going to come down to earth a little bit after the extravaganza that was Endgame. And I do have to give a tip of the cap. I loved Spider-Man No Way Home I know that came out at the end of last year but of Phase 4 that was my favorite movie but a lot of the movies that did come out this year Doctor Strange Thor to me they just were a little bit of a, a letdown I, th- I think they were good like I said I enjoyed them I don't know if they'd make my top 10 Marvel MCU films list Yeah, I went and saw them all in the theaters I was obviously very excited for them so it, like they were good I just I, I felt like Marvel yeah we, we came back down a little bit Phase 4 was a little jumbled didn't have maybe the best direction on where they're going or at at the very least there wasn't a roadmap and it's not complete so maybe once we see it all we'll be like man you can't miss phase four it was awesome right now yeah I think we just had to come back down to earth a little bit. What do you think? Were any of the Marvel films you thought great this year?
1: No, I was disappointed with most of them. Actually, a Marvel film tops my list as the most disappointing movie. I think the difference is almost every year there's a Marvel film that you can point to as one of the the awesome. top the cinematic you have to see it. Last year, I think we definitely would have talked about Spider-Man and that probably
0: most, would have been my know. top that might have been my top movie of the year last year. Right? And you're like, you
1: had to see it. It was great. Everybody loved it. It smashed in the box office. It seems like all the ones that have come out this year have been underwhelming. And I think that that's the thing. You don't walk out of it feeling like got your money's worth with a Marvel movie that rocked your world.
0: And I love Marvel, so I'll still be going to see more. It's not a problem per se. It's just, I also think that, you know, when you look at the culmination of Endgame and they were able to close all these story threads and end some of the stories for some of the characters and and different things, I think it was just inevitable that we're not going to get to the Endgame highs again for a little while. And maybe that's a good thing, you know, so we appreciate it when it returns. Hopefully it's epic. Another letdown was just that there were no Star Wars movies in theaters. I love Star Wars. I, I mean, I wish they would just uh, release re-release the originals. I would have gone. You would have. Oh, man. If they re release Star Wars in IMAX, oh, my God. I'll be there. I, I would love it. What was a letdown for you this year?
1: Honorable mention for Letdowns was the movie The Menu. I don't know if you've heard about it or seen the trailer. I haven't even heard of it, no. The Ralph Phineas is the chef at this exclusive island restaurant. The trailer made it seem like it could be potentially interesting.
0: I just felt like... You're like, why am I watching this?
1: Like, well, halfway through the story, they suck all the mystery out of it, and you kind of know where it's going. I felt... Very underwhelmed, considering that I had been reading reviews and I had heard from some word of mouth that it was supposed to be, you know, just really... I heard people telling me that they thought it was like mind-blowing and amazing. It did not deliver in any way at that level, so I was like, eh. For sure. Uh Number three on my list: the new Scream movie. You know, we've talked about Scream, you and I. I I think the first one is brilliant, and I've totally one of my favorite all-time scary movies. I think the second is actually an amazing sequel. I think you can make the case in some ways; it's better than the first um this was in no way at the same league and part of it probably is the complete absence of wes his absence was felt and it was just okay and weirdly all the movie does it seems like is really knock disney star wars which if you haven't seen it you should watch it and i'd love to know your analysis of it but i felt like everything was a dig at at star wars
0: (laughs) it's always hard with sequels i know the thing is like with horror movies that entire genre just gets a pass you can make as many sequels to an original great movie, and everybody will show up in the hopes that one of those sequels will knock it out of the park. Every horror franchise has like 10 sequels or 10 remakes or whatever. Who knows? Maybe we'll get another scream and it will actually be amazing. Yeah, I mean, the original is just so hard to beat.
1: Number two to me was Jurassic Park Dominion. Okay. You know, I when I heard that Malcolm and Grant were both coming back, I was so excited. Fair enough, yeah. I think I even texted you about this after I walked out. I remember turning to my brother in the movie and I was like, dude, there's supposed to be dinosaurs in the dinosaur movie, right? Because I was like, I felt so cheap about that, them Like, if you're going to put me in a Jurassic Park movie and the main villain is going to be prehistoric locusts, I'm like, we have a serious problem.
0: I think my issue with that movie, so first of all, I don't think any of the Jurassic Park sequels have ever reached the heights with effects that Steven Spielberg and yeah. ILM did in original Jurassic Park. Absolutely. It literally does not look as good as the movie from 1993. It's insane. Yes. Yeah, like what they accomplished is absolutely incredible. And it's why that became the biggest movie of all time. And it's why it's as revered today as it is. What bothered me about that movie was that I thought the trailers promised they, they kind of set up a premise where dinosaurs were going to like invade the world. Right? A yeah, man, so,
1: man and dinosaurs living together.
0: You know, obviously we got a, a little taste of that when the T-Rex went to San Diego and Lost World. But yeah, they were gonna have dinosaurs like in the real world. Maybe the a third of the way through the movie, they end up back on an island. At another part. Yeah. We have seen this movie twice now. So you killed the premise. Now we're just kind of recycling through all the old hits that aren't being done anywhere near as well. I agree with you on that pick. Yeah. I think it was a bit of a letdown. Honestly, if you want to see. A dinosaur movie done right—it's like just rewatch, watch Watch the original, and and that's
1: the worst part. I think when you you walk out of this one and you're like, you know, I just should have stayed home and thrown on the original Jurassic Park. It delivers better. Same thing, Um, honestly.
0: CP, I guarantee you, if at the same movie theater they had original Jurassic Park or Jurassic Park Dominion that I haven't seen, I would have gone and saw the original on the big screen. Yeah, I would have been like, oh well, then that's an easy choice.
1: Number one for me was Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, kind of in the same vein you pointed out about Marvel. Was disappointed. I didn't really like Sam Raimi's kind of horror style that he brought to the Marvel universe. Don't think it worked. Essentially, we took Wanda and made her full-on villain in this one, which I didn't think worked, especially after there's this whole series of WandaVision that explores kind of her character. And then I just didn't think it would it gave her her the justice that she deserved. Thought the over reliance of magic as the the crux of the plot was kind of a weak point. Yeah. And again for this. The better version of Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness was the Spider-Man movie we saw. It did the whole, you know, multiverse... you know, multiple versions much better than the movie that was supposed to do it, so.
0: That that was one of the things that really struck me with that movie was, you know, Multiverse of Madness for the most part, like, the multiverse itself really doesn't get explored all that much. Now, I know it's a two-hour film. That is a lot to ask out of that movie, but it seems like that was what they set out to do. Ambitious? Sure. But did it really deliver on that? You know, it's kind of like in Thor with Gore the God Butcher. Like I said earlier, it was like it would have been great to see him butcher some more gods you know it would have been (laughs) cool till in multiverse of madness they had like one kind of scene where they're like falling through the different multiverses and i thought that was that was really cool i actually liked that scene i was like oh that's neat like one time they like turn into liquid one they're like like a painting another one things are all backward endless possibilities but i feel like basically what the movie does is they they basically accept that like that one scene should fulfill that need. I don't think it does because almost everywhere else they go, they look the same. You gotta, like, if you're talking multiverse of madness, yeah, I want to see them as, like, watercolors or I want to see people be able to do absolutely insane things. And it just felt like, you know, a lot of the times they went to, like, a new multiverse. It felt a lot like our world. That was, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think that was a little bit disappointing. Still enjoyed it. I It's not a movie that, I, like, I wouldn't watch again. I would they were ambitious with the goal of multiverse. And I don't know if it quite came across. No, for sure.
1: What movies from 2022 did you not yet get a chance to see, but you still totally intend to?
0: So number one is Avatar The Way of Water. Because I've already said that on this episode, I'm going to list three other movies. Okay. So, but that is the next movie I will see in the theaters. And that is the number one movie from 2022 that I haven't seen that I want to see. Number three is going to be Turning Red by Pixar. Honestly, I just really enjoy Pixar movies. I'll give any of them a shot. And you'll see that as maybe a theme the longer I'm on this show, that there are just certain things. I'm like, yep, I'm in. You know, like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. you like, yep, I don't care what it's about. You actually wouldn't even have to show me a trailer. I'd go with no... That actually might be fun. Tarantino came out of the movie and you just go see it without any knowledge of like what it is. I'm like, oh, that would have been sick. <laughs> I just think they do such beautiful animation and their, their storytelling techniques are so powerful and emotional that i just i love what pixar does and and how creative they are that's one i would love to check out number two is actually i want to dance with somebody about whitney houston i love that song uh i loved her as an artist and i still listen to her music all the time and just like bohemian rhapsody rocket man i like all those movies those kind of biopic bioptic did you ever
1: see elvis that came out this summer
0: no but i mean i'm gonna watch that too okay yeah, that's on my list. I love those. Like, they're, they're just fun for me. Like, okay. you know, you have these iconic people that really lived. And obviously, I know there's exaggeration here. And this isn't how, necessarily how it actually happened. But I just love seeing their stories. And obviously, it's filled with great music, music that I love. So I want to see that. And then number number one that's not Avatar is actually The Fableman. This mm. movie, I to see for multiple reasons. So going back to Pixar, uh, generally speaking, if Spielberg makes a movie... I'm open to watching it. You're there. He's so talented. So many of his movies actually make my all-time lists. I mean, Jurassic Park, Saving Private. I mean, you don't kind of name his greatest hits, but we've talked about Raiders, Jaws. Like, There's so many. Yeah. He's so good at what he does. But more than that, I'm actually fascinated because it's a movie about movies. Also, a little bit of his like, semi-autobiographical coming of age right he is actually yeah. kind of the main character in this movie and it's kind of explaining to us and if you're a spielberg fan and i love his work where does that come from
1: now everyone i know who's seen it has said it's really incredible it's kind of a shame because the theatrical window that it came out in seems so short yeah just kind of around the holidays obviously black panther and a couple other you know blockbusters were dropped around the same time and it it, it really is disappointing to me that it did not stick around the theaters very long because I totally want to see it too.
0: Yeah. So that's number one for me. Uh, and I will, uh, I, that's a movie that is one though, that I'm like, do I want to go to the theater? Like, or do I just want to wait for it on streaming?
1: Which I mean, if it's still in the theater, I'll go see it. I haven't seen it in any
0: theaters in a while. I know. I tried to find it on, I think it was like Thanksgiving. I don't know if it was out yet because I wanted to go to the movies after Thanksgiving dinner and I don't think it was in theaters yet. And I was like, damn, that I would have loved to have gone. So what about you? Uh, What movies from 2022 do you still want to see?
1: Oh man, we have some, some very close overlap there. Um, So I obviously want to see Avatar. That. Uh, I'm not gonna do that because I assume you'll I'll probably see it this week and we'll probably end up talking about it next week. So the first one I'm going to mention is the whale. Okay. And that's only because I mean, Darren Afroski is an an incredible director, and everything that I've heard about Brennan Fraser's performance is apparently it's just amazing. So I definitely wanted to check that out. Um Second one I wanted to see is the horror film Barbarian. I did not see anything about it. Everything that I have received is word of mouth that it's pretty incredible. And um, I'd like to give it a shot. And then number one, I'm also with you. Uh, I want to dance with somebody, the Whitney Houston movie, because I don't know why, but it actually looks really
0: good. Yeah, I I don't know. I I hope it's good because I do enjoy those biopics. So yeah, that'd be sweet.
1: All right. The last thing I'd ask you is movies that you are looking
0: forward to that are going
1: to be coming out in 2023.
0: All right. Well, I think we're going to have a little overlap and we'll see. But I think my number three, I know how much you love the original and we'll have to talk about it once it comes out, because I'm going to go see it in theaters as recommended by you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> movies in 2023 number three is dune part Two. Oh, dude
1: i already marked it down on my calendar whatever's coming out that day i'm going to see it
0: <laughs> yeah uh it was a true theater experience it was one that i really enjoyed i thought it was a film worthy of the big screen and i'm looking forward to catching the second half of that so i think that'll be really incredible number two we're back to marvel I am really excited to see Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantumania which I believe kicks off phase 5 of the MCU. It is the true introduction of the new big bad Kang even though I think the the guy in the Loki series is the same actor Jonathan Majors but it's not it's like a variant I think is what they call it. Yeah. in the multiverse. <laughs> so Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Obviously, I love Marvel, and I went and saw, I think, almost every movie that they released in theaters this year. Like you said Black Panther, Thor. um, What was the other one? I even watched the Guardians holiday special, but that was at home.
1: Uh, uh, Dr. Yeah, Dr. Strange.
0: Yeah, I was at all of them. So I'll continue to be there. I love Marvel, and but here we go, man. This is the movie I'm looking forward to the most, and it i don't even know exactly what it's about but here's that theme again oppenheimer by christopher nolan and again if it's christopher nolan i love that guy's work he has made some truly incredible films my favorite comic book movie of all time i think interstellar is just wild what a great ride and all the imagination of uh inception i I really, I think he's just so talented with big budget films that I cannot wait. And I would love to go. All right. I mean. God, yeah. his his work. I mean, The Prestige. Even uh, what was the war movie he just did? Dunkirk. Was awesome. It was really good.
1: I mean, it's Christopher Nolan. It's hard to find a bad Nolan film. Honestly, the worst what? film he may have made may, might be The Tenant.
0: Yeah, Tenant. might. That was the only one. It was like so ambitious that I was like, uh, I don't know it's like it's he outgrows him. himself. Yeah, a little bit. I was like, "Oh man, like I think there's so much in here that if it maybe it was just kind of reassemble a little bit, it could have been incredible, but it was a little maybe it was just too ambitious." But yeah. god, Christopher Nolan being ambitious, sign me up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, all right, that's good. Um no, that's actually some Yeah, dude, I think Oppenheimer really looks interesting. You said it. It's it's Nolan, right? I can't wait the original trailer for Oppenheimer that that came out like a couple weeks ago where it's like totally like it tells you nothing you know it's about Oppenheimer based on the title you know it's about the bomb nothing else to like a clicking uh ticking clock right yeah the clock uh ticking down and I'm just like yep I'm I'm in you gave me nothing in that trailer but I'm sold yeah don't give me any more I don't want to know I just (laughs) want to see the movie just want to go for the ride. Um, so number three for me is the flash movie. Oh yeah, that's right. God, dude. I don't know what the hell is wrong with Warner brothers and DC, but um, God, uh, this is literally the example of everything not to do. If you own a major studio <laughs> and I'm just curious to see if they get it right. Again, uh, this movie has been in production hell for a while Uh, The rumors circulate from everything so I mean for all we know it could be a complete dumpster fire or it could be one of the most amazing ambitious comic book films of all time. And at this point I have no idea which way is it going because once a month DC releases a bunch of crap and then the month later they release a whole bunch of other stuff and contradict everything that they ever said.
0: Who knows James Gunn might
1: not even release it. He might not dude. And you know the worst part is I was most excited about it was that all the uh, Michael Keaton stuff, yes, Keaton Batman coming back for it.
0: You saw that that in the trailer, right? Yeah, Yeah. insane. Yeah, no, I I, I really I thought obviously I think most comic book fans are familiar with Flashpoint and just the concept of kind of not necessarily like the multiverse the way we see it in Marvel, but here was this perfect film with the opportunity to like reset the board, but in in story in world you know we've gotten it with days of future past obviously marvel it's not any one movie but it's happening right now where after you know kang comes and you have all these different multiverses like you can reset the deck however you want you can have a new iron man if you want right yeah so yeah I, i don't know i was i thought this was their chance to kind of okay here we can reset it and kind of go forward and instead it just sounds like they're scrapping it all which is we talked about it but
1: (laughs) well yeah and i was actually really impressed because when they first um were talking about this flash movie there was talk that it was even going to tie all the way back to the christopher reeves superman movie from the 70s as part of the canon of the shared cinematic universe and i was like that's pretty ambitious if they can pull it off where everything that's DC's ever made is, is part of one cohesive universe. I'm like, incredible idea. Um, We now know that's, it, it doesn't have that extent. In fact, it seems like they're actively um, pushing more and more properties and films from this, this uh, film, but yeah. So So I'm so curious to see what happens. Number two for me in the same vein, uh, Shazam two, Fury of the Gods. Um, I love the first film I know you really love the first one yeah dude it's a movie about a kid who gets superpowers like that was most of my childhood (laughs) Um, I'm excited to see where it goes Um, again kind of disappointment because the way things were going um, I thought we were going to see a lot of really interesting things from the Black Adam kind of Shazam Superman side of the world you know I think we're all looking forward to this ultimate showdown between the three of them, which is now not going to happen, of course, but I'm still excited. Unbelievable,
0: dude. Unbelievable. I can't believe it.
1: Yeah, I know, man. Like, like literally on this podcast, I'm getting more actively depressed as I talk to you about movies. No. And like the, the, everybody that participated is still open to it. In fact, they want it.
0: (laughs) So it's like, why?
1: Yeah. And actually, ironically enough, the, the film I'm most excited about already mentioned Uh, dune part two but also a warner brothers discovery film so apparently all the movies i want to see are from the exact same dumpster fire of a (laughs) of a studio warner brothers but (laughs)
0: they got your attention
1: and i mean again like like again dune part two and we talked about this on the dune episode why the heck are you going to make a movie called dune spend close to 200 million dollars making it oh i'm sorry make a movie called dune part one spend close to $200 million making it and then say, you know what? We're not sure if we're going to make the second half. It really depends on how it does in the box office. I'm like, you know what? You guys just need to start committing and following through to some vision. So you don't waste billions and millions of dollars. Um, because apparently no one knows yeah. what the hell they're doing over there.
0: But Well, plus, I mean, there's also kind of the, just the mental trick of like, if you aren't committed to part two, what does that say about part one? <laughs> right? Like well, I don't know how much I want to see part one if you're not even going to finish it.
1: Dude, I'm just so excited about part part two. I loved part one. Um, just you know, so unbelievably blown away with that. Cannot wait to see how the the film ends because
0: the first one is nothing short of incredible in my mind. Awesome. Well, I'm going to read through a few other movies that are coming out, and you let me know if you're in. So there's Cocaine Magic Bear. Lights. Yes. Cocaine Bear, I can't believe that's actually going. Cocaine Bear is going to be, uh, what's his name? It's his last movie. Ray Liotta. <laughs> yeah, Ray Liotta. I'm like, that. he ended his amazing career on Cocaine Bear. Uh, might be amazing. Who knows? Might be like the new Snakes on a Plane. Maybe, yeah. So we got we got Magic Mike's Last Dance is coming out. Oh, not going to see it. Crete Three. I don't know if you're in for that. I don't think I even saw Creed 2. The first one was really good. I, I really like Creed. Yeah. There is a movie called 65 starring Keanu Reeves. And I'm assuming it's the, it looks like it's the director of a quiet place. So it's going to be a sci-fi thriller and they're going to foreign planets and stuff. So, I mean, it's, Actually, Keanu, I I it's not Keanu. It's Adam driver. Oh, well
1: then All I right. might not see it. I guess we'll see.
0: No, it's Adam driver, not Keanu Reeves. Okay. So, no, I'm still in. Sounds cool. I'll have to uh, see Christian, CP, <laughs> here is a... Uh, they're making a Scream 6. It's happening.
1: <laughs> I mean, the sad thing is, I'm, I just I said how it was one of the most disappointing movies, but you know I'll go see it.
0: Yeah, okay, and then obviously, we all knew this was coming out. This was the movie I actually... I saw this on the list, and that's why I said Keanu, but it's actually John Wick 4, chapter 4.
1: Oh, I mean, he's gonna shoot a bunch of people, and it's gonna be awesome
0: now this is a movie are you interested in this at all dungeons and dragons oh i actually
1: i i know i don't know anything about Dungeons and dragons but i did see that trailer and think it looked entertaining
0: it looks like like fun it doesn't look like like they're in no way trying to make like lord of the rings
1: no no i mean the there's good jokes in it you know the way they set up chris pine's character i will definitely see it
0: i think it looks like it will be a good time here's another one we've talked about and I'm curious if you're going to go see it, but the Super Mario Brothers movie.
1: Mm. I mean, of course I'm going to go see it. Of course I'm going to go. I I don't have high hopes.
0: Are you excited for the new Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3? I know you're a huge James Gunn and Guardians fan. Yeah, yeah. I will not see that movie. All right. Uh, Anyway. Here's one you probably will see. Uh, Fast 10. Dude, of course. Of course I'm going to go see that. Yeah, it does look like most of the cast is returning, so... That's pretty cool. Now, this is one that was controversial with its trailer. These movies have just absolutely killed the box office. So I'm curious to see how it does. But The Little Mermaid, the live-action remake by Disney.
1: Mm, yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'll probably wait till it comes out on Disney+. Plus. I've actually not seen any of the live-action
0: Disney movies in the theater. Yeah, I don't usually see them. I like, honestly, the versions I have seen, I we've talked about this. I like the animated version better. Yeah. Pinocchio being the latest one where I saw it and I was like, I, like it's not that I don't care for it. It's just, it's like, they literally just kind of remade. There's the a better version of
1: something out there. Yeah, like, I was
0: like, you already rather... did it and it's amazing. Yeah. So like, I, I just, just want to watch that one. Here's one that I think we both might want to see, but uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That's the
1: sequel to... Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, right? Yes. The yeah. uh, that
0: cool animation style, which I thought looked great. No, that came was a across... great movie. Yeah, and I then I the thought the story one. was really fun. It was well done. There was a cool uh, theme running through it. And they had some cool variations on, you know, Spider-Man's kind of yeah. origin. Yeah. Miles Morales was great. I love that character.
1: Yeah, I love Spider-Man Noir.
0: Transformers <laughs> Rise of the Beasts. I mean, we've already still... said it.
1: I'm going to see it. I know you're not sold on it. I mean,
0: I honestly... I the animation in the the special effects in the trailer just kind of threw me. I hope they're a little bit more complete because it, it it I'm getting the vibe that Transformers is just going more kind of cartoony yeah, rather than like, oh, hey, we want to make these look like they could actually transform. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's cool. We talked about this one, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny.
1: I mean, going to see it not thrilled that that trailer has not convinced me. But if it's Harrison Ford's last ride is Indiana Jones, I mean, you have to have to go.
0: Yeah, I'll be there. But yeah, I too, you know, it's weird. He's like eighty, and I mean, if you know any eighty-year-olds, there's just no way. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't do cool stuff. No, it's not even that. Like, just whatever Indy's gonna have to do physically, like most eighty-year-olds, like stay no, That's what I mean. They like use
1: walkers and take yeah. an hour to get up
0: the stairs. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it's a bit of a stretch these days. I'm like, we'll see. But I mean, I will say that the kind of the deep fake technology of them, you know, uh, making him younger. What do they call that?
1: Oh, de-aging?
0: Yeah, de-aging. Well, they did it in the Irishman, but only to varying success. I don't know how well that will actually age. But it looks pretty good. And kind of like Transformers, maybe that's not even the final version that we'll get. But it looks pretty legit i'd almost prefer that they just make another indie movie like that (laughs) yeah right i don't know we'll see there's a new mission impossible dead reckoning oh dude i forgot i'm so excited um yeah hopefully i know uh tom cruise is back you know he i mean i don't know how old he is but he's still doing it
1: (laughs) the, the insane thing is like I don't know what they've been able to do with that franchise, but almost every mission impossible movie gets better. Yeah. They,
0: they do a good job. It's weird. You know how far back, when you go watch like the original mission impossible, yeah, you're like, this looks nothing like the ones we get now, but yeah. Hey, that's cool though. You know, it, it does. It always kind of had a little bit of that James Bond vibe where it's like, Hey, this, this can morph into many different things. I don't know. You ever watched Mission Impossible 2 again? <laughs> I did. I
1: still think it's probably the worst Mission Impossible movie. But man, um, especially the second trilogy, 4, 5, and 6,
0: it's it's unbelievable how good those movies are. Pretty sweet. I mean, it revived the franchise, basically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, there's Marvel's The Marvels.
1: <laughs> That's so, the, second, the sequel to Captain Marvel.
0: Yep. And apparently yeah. it's going to have uh, uh what's her name? Is it Comic Con? I don't remember how you say her name, but uh from Miss Marvel on Disney Plus, the series. Mm-hmm. And then I believe it will also have the character from WandaVision. I don't know. They're gonna bring some characters together that All maybe right. uh, haven't been on screen. So and Samuel L. Jackson is back as Nick Fury. So I mean, that's a okay.
1: come on. Always a, always a plus. Yeah.
0: There's Barbie, as I mentioned to you. Like I said, there's a trailer out there that was actually pretty cool. I just thought it was a creative way to do a trailer. There's a few other movies coming out. I don't know if they'll actually get pushed because we're getting closer to uh, the end of the year. Sometimes they don't actually make it on time. But there's The Hunger Games. There's a new, it's called uh, Wonka. It's a new Willy Wonka movie. There's actually, it says December 20th, there's supposed to be a new Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. Again, oh. I don't know if that'll make it. It doesn't even sound like it's in production.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it, so that'll be
0: weird. Oh, and here's the one that I bet you're just super pumped for, and that's Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom.
1: It actually blows my mind. The Aquaman movie, I think, is the highest grossing DC superhero film ever. I think it made something <laughs> like $1.3 billion, and I don't know how, because it's like, so be middle it. of the road. From I mean, I saw it in the theater, but it was totally like middle of the road in every way i don't know how it crushed in the i mean i guess it's just jason momo as a salesman i don't know maybe i
0: mean you know a movie that to me was like that it was just kind of mid wonder woman i know wonder woman got uh, oh, like dude. a lot of praise. i loved wonder woman. <laughs> yeah no i know people really loved wonder woman and like i watched it if it was over i was kind of like eh it was whatever i i do think it was one of those movies where everybody was kind of like girl power like let's go i don't even know if it'll age that well how many people will rewatch that movie to my understanding which i never watched it 1984 is trash
1: considering i love the first wonder woman movie i also love the 80s i was like how could this movie in any way fail and yeah it just does not not deliver it's just weak weak writing bad villains
0: oh that's not good for comics they can always steal Marvel's formula.
1: Aquaman thing, I think, is weird. Again, it's the same thing. Why are fans going to go out and see an Aquaman movie when you pretty much told us that Aquaman is is no more and that this is not part of you know, going forward in, in in D.C. So it's kind of a, a bad move in, in my mind.
0: Ending 2022, it seems like you are still pissed about the DCEU and James Gunn. I guess you'll have to carry that over into 2023 because there were quite a few movies from D.C. that are going to hit theaters. A couple. I think it was like two or three. Who knows? Maybe you'll end up really liking them. Well, on that note, CP, that does it for our episode this week. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. We appreciate you guys listening to the show and hope you really enjoyed it. This was kind of a cool episode. I think when I do the actual, I'll I'll put our lists in the episode release description. Listeners, viewers, you can actually send us your list because I'm curious, especially for 2022. I mean, I know there's a lot of movies that I didn't see, so I'm curious what other people really loved from this year's slate of films. I think there was well, there was one movie everybody told me to see. It was called like Everywhere All At Once or something. Oh
1: yeah, every uh, everything Everywhere All At Once. It was actually really awesome. If you get a chance, you should check it out.
0: Yeah, that's on my list. Like I wanted to see that, and I just haven't seen it yet. I'm sure there's more out there. So I'm I'm actually. turning to our listeners here and saying like, hey, if you got any recommendations for movies that came out, Christmas is over and D-Man's reloading. Well, really, it's streaming now. I was going to say the DVD player, but that's gone. (laughs) But I hope everybody had a great year. We hope uh, you guys all have a happy new year. Be sure to uh, continue the conversations. Send us any of your comments, feedback, or lists. And you can find all of our social media and all of our stuff at filmmakerscompass.com, where we also have all of our full episodes. All right, CP, I'm going to send it over to you.
1: Thank you for hanging out and talking movies with us. We will see you back here next week and next year. Until then, (laughs) keep watching movies and we'll see you then.